0: And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All Ireland football
1: Champions for
2: 1949. All oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need.
3: <laughs> Dempsey hits in fear. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hitting Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity, delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell come in and thinks that the best action is to go down.
2: What a set of
3: matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GAA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and these are the football champions.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. It's getting close to Christmas now, lads, and uh, I suppose the fixtures for 2018 are uh, coming to a close. There's a couple of big games left, a couple of under 21 finals, and uh, the likes, and we'll get to those fixtures later on. On this week's show, uh, I'm delighted to be joined, as always, by David Risman from the Risman blog and Mr. Brian Kelly, Secretary of the um, me county me minor county board not
0: not the county board I might have robbed parking spot at the weekend but I'm not robbing her <laughs> job just yet
1: oh see I saw your your car parked in her spot so I thought you'd <laughs> been promoted um, but uh, we can get back to the parking spot later on <laughs> it might be a job you might go for or a parking spot you might go for in the future but i um, On this week's show, we have a few results. We've got results from the AIB Leinster Club Junior Harlem. We've got under-21 results, as I said already. We've got fixtures uh, that are coming up over the next few weeks between under-21 and county senior teams out. We'll be discussing, quickly, the Cushden and Me Awards, which have been announced, uh, just announced last night. Uh, The presentation, I think, will be going ahead this Friday. And then we're going to have a quick look through the Rispens Teams of the Year for 2018. So if anybody has a problem with any of the the, uh, players that were picked, on the team or players that were left out of these teams, you will see David Rispin um, in many a, a nightclub and pub and stuff over the Christmas. And do confront him and ask him why somebody made it or why somebody else didn't make it. We'd be delighted, especially if you meet us at the Christmas party. Um, <laughs> if you could uh, if you could come out and, and, and give him a, a, a roast, and that'd be good. So, I suppose we'll start off, lads, with um, results in the AIB Leinster Club Junior Hurling Championship 2018. This was the final was played in Kilkenny in um, Nolan Park last weekend at 12pm on Sunday I think it was Saturday it was Saturday. sorry it was Saturday and uh, Nafina of Mead were taking on uh, Dunamagin or Dunamagin of Kilkenny and uh, unfortunately came up a cropper they've had a wonderful year though in fairness brian uh, losing out 317 to 111 i know they got the goal later on in the game as well so um you know probably a very convincing win for the kilkenny champions
0: uh, yeah, um, it's very hard to go and beat a kilkenny team in kilkenny on any day of the week and when you look back kilkenny won the leinster junior intermediate and senior club championships by a huge margin and all three counts. Yeah. So I think Nafina to get there was a huge achievement and they've just come up against a team that are better than them on the day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as we said, like, you know, they lost the intermediate uh final the year before last against Navin and Matties. They played really well in that final and you know, they've got some good young players coming along and I'm sure that they're gonna um definitely be putting it up to some of the top teams in Mead in, in the next couple of years in senior Ireland Championship.
0: Oh without a doubt. They'll be looking to hit the knockout stages probably next year and Progress from there. Hopefully they'll be looking maybe to get up as far as Group A in the Championship in the next two or three years.
1: Yeah, so well done to Nafina on winning the Meade Senior uh, or Intermediate Hurling Championship. And hard luck on losing out to the Kilkenny Champions in the Leinster Club Hurling Championship, Junior Hurling Championship final. Um, we'll move on now to under 21 results. We've got a few results in there. Ballon one fifteen. Bracky, two goals and 11. And a... a uh, a win there for Balderbracchi sees them through to the under-21B final where they'll be taking on your team, St. Dundall's, Corte and Gales, David.
2: Yeah, yeah, it should be a good one. Uh, Sunday at noon in Navon. Uh, from what I believe, I wasn't at the semi-final between Boy and, and the Bracks, but a, it was a brilliant game, went to extra time. Clanagale I think, had a free kick, kickable free kick to win it in normal time at a right. death and missed it. Went to extra time and Balderbracchi, like they're... They're, they carry on the traits of their adult team. They're so disciplined and so tough to beat, battle-hardened, and they're the same at under-21 level, and they just came through in the tightest of margins. It was torrential rain, wind. It was a horrible evening. Probably suited Balna a bit more than boy maybe. Um, but it was always going to be a, a 50-50 game, toss of a coin. boy um, have been impressive. But from talking to a few, Karen Ross boys especially, they, they succumbed to um, to Bracky earlier in the competition and they reckon they're a good side, so I think our lads will have it all to do on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they will indeed. The good ball a good Ballonabracchi side, but in fairness, you know, it's down, or St. Dalton's and Gales, they've been racking up some big scores, another big win the semi-final two weeks ago against Kenny. you know, like, so... I have a feeling that you could be playing this one down a little bit, David. I <laughs> know.
2: <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, yeah, look, at it. it'll be it'll be a lot tougher, and that's not. I'm not just saying that yeah. it. it will be a lot tougher. It's going to be a much closer game. The lads know that themselves. They're, they know they're not going to have an easy in this kind of game. But as you said, look at the the What's in front of them um, quite comfortably. It has to be said. Raheeny was probably the toughest test of the of the three games they have played so far. But they came out of it well. They're a really good side that we've talked about every week but look at the two lads up front um, Darren Cavan and Luke Carberry have been outstanding so far midfield Keane McBride and Hugh Staunton really good combination and in defence Cormac Lindsay um, Kevin Muldoon Declan Ball these kind of lads they're, they're rock solid and Keith Hennessy in goals is a, is a terrific young and upcoming keeper yeah. Dave you don't leave any of the team out <laughs> the one or two lads would feel very
0: bad I if the lads allowed a mention no, I did <laughs> he probably gave
1: them a mention in his team of the year later on so he did just anyway uh, well done to Ballon and Bracky, and as we said they'll be facing St. Dalton's Court and Gales in the uh, under 21b final we'll come back to that fixture we Um on Saturday at uh, 2pm in Park Tholchon saw the under twenty one final, the under one, under twenty one championship final between Rathout and St Peter's Dunboyne. Was there a curtain raiser to that game? I thought there was a
0: curtain. There raiser There was
1: yes, Clonmel um, and uh, oh, it Was kilmainham and Drumbar? We'll come back to that one in a minute. It's just down at the wrong date. Um. So, uh, Rathout and St Peter's Dunboyne, the big one, um, one that we spoke about. You know, you can't take it away. Both of these teams are, are are flying at underage the last number of years. Uh, Dunboyne off the back of winning a senior championship and a junior championship this year. Going into that final, we said David, you said and I said that uh, we, we thought that they'd pip uh, Rathote in this final. And they did. It was three goals and ten to one goals and one goal and eleven. So a 19-point to 14-point win. A five-point win. Not not a huge margin Um, yeah. at the same time, but two really good teams.
2: Yeah, I was, I was in and it. I had to leave at half-time. I was at the first game had to leave at half-time in the second one because of our charity match. But at half-time, I think we were three or four points up and they were playing all the football. Uh, Dunboyne really didn't get a kick in that first half. Mm-hmm. Um, Keen Rogers was exceptional for and um, He literally covered every blade of grass. Colin Hearn was prominent as well and, and Dahi McGowan in midfield. And walking away from it, I thought, God... Rototo are going to go on and win this Dumboyne weren't firing at all but I suppose they were always going to have a have a spell and look at the goals <laughs> we say it it's such a cliche but yeah. goals win games and uh, they, they got the goals in the second half and that proved tr- proved to be the difference um, and, and capped off a, an incredible year for the club
1: yeah absolutely phenomenal and I suppose as well there, there's a little um, nugget of information as well in it that there was two players living in New York one from Rototo one from Dumboyne um, living in in uh, in New York together, I think it is, and uh, uh, and both of them came home to play the game, but one of them was going home with the cup, and the other one is going home yeah. empty-handed. I'm, I'm not
2: sure did they get the same jet. Did Jerry Robinson let let the rooftop man on uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roland Jones's Roland Jones's jet? No, with all with all. Uh, <laughs> he he had to swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
1: was the problem. That was the difference. Yeah. He had to swim,
2: but uh, it's it's a mad one and they live together or whatever. It's it's a crazy one, but um. Yeah, it's kind of G A in a nutshell, isn't it, really? yeah two of them end up beating in the final in Meath in an under-21 championship and they both come home for it. Such a coincidence. After oh, cutting uh, each
1: other's hair, too. Yeah, that's right, right. yeah. That's well. that's right. But I suppose, I've mentioned it there already, Brian, but, you know, St. Peter's done buying, and, and and David has mentioned it. What a year, you know. Um, w- true everything that's happened as well this year you know the 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 whole Sean Cox incident at the Liverpool game or whatever but this team and this club have really rallied together they've got behind the Cox family um and not only that but they've got behind their club and their club has just gone from strength to strength this year
0: oh, it's been in the last 12 months it's been a remarkable year for Dunbine. last December winning the ladies intermediate all Ireland and now this showing in the men's Junior Championship, Senior Championship, now the Under-21 Championship. It's a huge, huge achievement for them. But it's probably half-time on Saturday when they were trailing. They looked around the dressing room and... Did someone say there was 39 lads named on the programme? I think <laughs> you said 38, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, well, I was told on Saturday night at the minor do 39 named on Saturday. But when you're able to look around and bring Liam Bourne, who was asked being in Dublin for Aussie Rules trials and Michael Murphy, who was an, a teammate of Liam's and last year's on under-17 team. And you can bring
2: the two of them on it's a huge addition
0: to any yeah, club I'm to have that
2: kind of strength and depth. To get Michael Murphy down from Glence Willy as well takes a bit of doing and get him yeah, transferred and, all in the world. And to
1: change his births <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and make him shaved. Make him, or, uh, and uh, make uh, I think
0: in fairness this Michael Murphy has uh, maybe a yard of pace more than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: If he's half as good a footballer we'll be doing all right. Exactly. Yeah, He'll be, um, he'll be straight into a senior setup. But uh, you know again we just want to congratulate St. Peter's Dunboyne. It's a an absolutely phenomenal year for them. Um, you know, doing the treble, under-21, junior and senior, it, it, it's just remarkable. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a team that are probably going to be dominating mead football or there thereabouts for the next number of years, David.
2: Yeah, they're going to be there thereabouts. And I think you can say they won a senior and, and whatever, and that, that team's going to probably go away. But as Brian says, like, the junior is only going to supplement the senior exactly. squad and the under-21s and... and even even the one of minor, I think it was only a shield division three, but like it, it, they're in that winning habit and mentality. And, and or even the, the ladies' nine, under 19 final in June as well. Yeah, so like it, it's just a constant like conveyor belt of, of players kind of feeding into different teams, and it's like it can only bode
1: well for them in the in future years. Yeah, absolutely. And well done to St Peter's Dumbboy. And we're going to move on now to the uh, curtain raisers of that game. It was Kilmainham Drumbara taking on Kilbride. Um, this one was at 1pm in Park Tolchin and it was the under-21c championship final. Um, Kilmainham Dunbarra came away with the win here. Two goals and nine to Kilbrides, 12 points. 11 scores to 12. But as you said already, goals win games and, and the two goals that Kilmainham Dumbara got uh, saw them win by three points.
2: Yeah, and they came at crucial times as well. Like The first one came very early on through Conor Lynch. And it was a really well-worked move. And then the last one came towards the end of the contest. It was Joe Carey. Actually, it was a fantastic goal. The ball broke free. Keeper keeper, sort of cleared the ball. And the ball dropped to him about 35 yards out. And he lobbed the keeper from 35 yards out. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal. Class. But, yeah, Drumbara and were the better side. Uh, Kilbride rallied towards then. I think they were seven or eight points down. And they kicked right. the kick three or four in a row. Got it back to a goal. And kind of made it a nervy finish for Drumbara and but they had like Drumbarra have so many lads who are actually playing intermediate football now on that team. Kilmainham the same. They have a couple, and then they had the likes of Dylan Morgan. They're a minor, uh, and it, him pitted inside with with Connor Lynch. I think they scored between them. I think they got one four one five in a two man full forward line. It's only thirteen aside at this grade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or at this level, um, and and that was really the difference. Kilbride were very limited in what they had on the line. Now Drumbarra Kilmainham had saying that. They weren't at full strength themselves But Kilbride as, as Brian talked about before When they won the minor they Literally just at the bare minimum They were kind of the same I think they had two or three subs okay. Harry O'Higgins then Was <clears throat> missing for Dramar and Kilmainham, But it it didn't matter in the end They were always kind of favoured To come out in front They they bet Dundry In a real close encounter Earlier in the piece And I think that was the real That was the one real Tough game they had They're probably Looking at it. They probably should be in B division, but it, as as Brian was saying too, it's very hard to decide on how you're going to grade these teams based on league and championship, isn't
0: it? it's very hard. And clubs for the under twenty one tend to get one or two bodies maybe back yeah. that they had earlier in the year, and there are clubs are asked for their opinion, their opinion, mm. and to submit what players they have at certain levels. And
1: did anybody ask Courtains, Gales or Sindleton Gales what? For division, they should have been in. I'm not going to accuse any county board officer of pulling a stroke, <laughs> lads. Honestly,
2: this run to the final. Where is as surprises? As you yeah. know, like, it's not. <laughs>
0: I, I will just say for Kilbride, for them to be like coming in from Barra to clubs playing at a higher level, intermediate, yeah. They're combined. Kilbride are a small area. Yeah, Junior B, yeah. A junior B and to field it on their own, I think it's a huge achievement. For them Absolutely, to to the yeah. yeah, it's great yeah. to yeah. see. And it. to lose one of their star men after six minutes was a huge blow like Ronan O'Leary was another lad off that Mm. meet under 17 panel last year and he'd be one of the driving forces on that side so it's a huge handicap to lose a fellow of his quality after five uh,
1: you mentioned it already you know fair play to Kilbride being able to put out a team on their own and whatever Um, and it hasn't been a bad year for Kilbride uh, when you look at it Um, you know with their minor win and this under 20 team you know they're going to have some nice players Mm going into that Junior B Championship over the next year or two Um,
2: yeah well look at if these proposals go through they're they're, they're going to be playing Junior A football probably this time next year or start of 2020 Um, and and look at I think they'll be ready for it at that stage replay them in the Talton Cup at the back end of this year in the Bettis they were probably the 15 lads I'd say 12 maybe 13 under under 21 maybe under 22 or 3 whatever so look at it'll probably take another year another year at Junior B won't do them any harm I'd probably make them favourites to win the Junior B uh, next year, and then they'll be really ready to step up to junior a in, yeah. in twenty twenty. And like to have
0: a couple of juvenile teams coming up who are in around division two, mm. which like that's a great step stone for them coming out from playing at Good that high level of, yeah. of underage football. And yeah. they've
2: great, they've great facilities there, and look at the population is growing all the time because of where where they're located oh. as well. So
1: they're only going to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, well done to Kilmainham Drumbara, and of course, well done to Kilbride and, on what we would term a, a, a good, successful year. Um, we've got a few fixtures. That's the results done from the weekend. So we'll throw out a few fixtures. The, uh, we've mentioned it already. Sunday, 12 pm in Park Tolton, the under 21 B final season. Dalton's quarter in Gales taking on Ballinabraki. Ballinabraki. After beating Clon McGale by that single point after extra time. And then at 1.30, the under 21A final, and that season, Nafine had taking on St Vincent's Corraha, um, the amalgamation. So, um, two good finals to look forward to on the weekend. And we spoke about St Dalton's and uh, Gales already and Ballon Nabraki. But Nafina and St Vincent's, Brian, and St Vincent's Corraha. St Vincent's Corraha will be strong um, coming that area. An amalgamation, you know, go, but Nafina, as you said already, they won the under-16, was it, a couple of years? The they under were in the minor teams? final
0: two years ago. Right. Um, Shane Walsh was kind of the main man on that team, but, like, you Shane Walsh there, you've eaten Divine, and a couple more, whose names just escaped me at the moment, who've been on mid-underage teams in the last few years. It's a huge, like, to have... I just, I think Nafina would be too strong. Yeah. Vincent yeah. Corrar are a good team, but... Nafina probably just have that little bit of star quality which will help carry the day. Yeah,
1: still get out, support the two teams. I think you're looking for two good finals. I think we've seen the, what some Vincent's bring to the table this year, you know, like their steel and their determination. Nafina, as you said, maybe that little bit of quality, but uh, like, it's not going to be an easy win either way. No,
0: Nafina also of course, of the two main minors from this year. Luke Kelly and yeah. 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 Like, Luke Kelly is... I know from talking to a few people he's very highly regarded in adult circles in mid-football and it'd be no surprise in the next couple of years to see him progressing to senior
1: jersey no absolutely not and uh, hopefully that's something that I've been uh, talking about recently Mm. is that we see the likes of your Luke Kellys and your Ethan Devines and all these young players getting their chance on the senior team because they really do have the star quality some more fixtures just to give you there now the O'Bird Cup is kicking off on Saturday the 8th and round 1 season Mead taking on Leash that's going to be in O'Murra Park in Port Leash um on the Sunday then the Borden of Mona Kyo Cup, round one, Kildare versus Mead, and that's in Newbridge. It's Newbridge or nowhere, I believe. And uh, uh the last of our fixtures is the following Saturday, and that's Saturday the 15th of the, uh, December. And it's Meade taking on Longford in the Auburn Cup. It's group two or sorry, round two of group two and that game as I said is actually in Ashburn so uh, need a chance to get some revenge for the loss in the last year's Leinster Championship down in uh, in Longford but uh, it'll be uh, it's a poor solace is poor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, move a, on uh, actually, just, but
0: that'll be a busy weekend because you have the Sean Cox game on the Sunday the, the Sean Cox
1: chat. game is right is, is taking place in Park Dolton on that Sunday so um, yeah. it's a it's a busy weekend of football <laughs> What we're going to do now is we're going to move on to the Cushton Awards. Uh, as we said, they were announced last night um, and uh, the pres- presentations are taking place this Friday, is it? This Friday?
0: Friday night there's a meal at 8 o'clock at the Castle Arch Hotel.
1: All right, and tickets still available for that, or what is it? Is it by invite only? It's invite only, as far as I know. All right, well, then nobody arrived down there looking for a meal because you won't get one. one. (laughs) (laughs) So, on the Christian Demi Awards for 2018, the Hall of Fame has to be uh, confirmed. The Footballer of the Year is Mickey Burke from Longwood. The Young Footballer of the Year is James O'Hare from Ratkenny. Hurler of the Year is Alan Douglas from Trim. Young Hurler of the Year is Ronan Ryan from Kiltail. Club of the Year is, big surprise, St. Peter's Dumbine. And the Grounds of the Year goes to Sean Newman Park, that's St. Dalton's, out there beside Corten. Um, And the Public Relations Officer uh, Club Award goes to Trim. Referee of the Year is Cormac Riley from St. Mary's, which uh, I think is a a brilliant... uh, I think he's a great referee. And it was funny just seeing it announced on Twitter last night. The amount of people from Mayo who uh, decided to make comments on that but uh, it just shows you that they're always watching what mead are doing. <laughs> um, and the most improved referee of the year went to Martin Dawson of St. Michael's and the special merit awards went to Paddy Kelly Senior, Fair For- Foreign and Frankie Byrne. Just to go back and we'll have a look through a couple of the ones that stand out to us lads. Footballer of the Year, Mickey Burke from Longwood. You know, we, we've spoken about Mickey Burke before everybody knows what Mickey Burke brings to the table it's determination it's strength it's a never give up attitude and the whole lot and I suppose it was probably more so for his performances with Longwood this year that he won that award what would you think David?
2: Yeah absolutely look at he's he's such a great servant for me too he's our longest ever player he works extra hard on his game because I'm sure Mickey wouldn't mind any of us saying that he's probably not the most skillful or or naturally gifted of footballers, yeah. But he works so hard on his game. He trains morning, noon, and night, nearly to to maintain his fitness and whatever. And um, look at Longwooder, Longwooder, in a similar sort of vein as Mickey himself. Like they, their game is based on work ethic and like will to win and stuff. And, and I'm I'm delighted for him. I think um, if I'm not wrong, I think that's. Consecutive years, two now, exactly. years in a row, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which says a lot about the man. It's, it's not. It's no mean feat to do, to do, uh, to do back to back in anything. But look at he's, he's a fantastic uh, professional in an amateur game, and he's a great role model for any young people because he has so much time. You'll always see him going around presenting medals. I know Kieran's talked about before. He's always there for presentations and giving out awards and gifts and all that. So, um, fair play to him.
1: Yeah, um, well done to Mickey Burke on, on uh, winning that Player of the Year um for uh, 2018. Uh, another one that sticks out for me is a Young Footballer of the Year, and that's James O'Hare from Red Kenny. Uh, Brian, you would have seen a lot of him this year.
0: I've seen a huge amount of James this year between club and county, playing for us in the minor and then with Mead. Really and truly, if you are to pick anyone from the minor team, it could have been literally anybody. Yeah, because there were numerous candidates the two boys and done Shockland, but James to me, his club performances, he drove our Sanchez to Miners on all year from centre field in the championship. And he's just, he was the cornerback no corner forward wanted to see coming near them playing for Mead, and he was just a class apart.
2: He's, he's a real throwback, isn't he? He's a real old fashioned, you know, he He's, there's nothing nothing fancy or special about him. It's just got old-fashioned, get stuck in and in get a, the hand in. A neighbour of mine who played
0: cornerback himself, seen <clears throat> seen him for the first time over in Drogheda against Loud, mm. and he met me the next evening and he said, young O'Hare, just reminds me of Mark Riley. <laughs> and that's a fair compliment for any young cornerback to get Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. and I I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing uh, his progression over the next couple of years. and You know, Rakene have, have produced some really good footballers um, over the last number of years and, and it just shows you that the work has been done out there and hopefully <coughs> we see James O'Hare uh, continue in that vein of form and going on to hopefully play senior for, for me. <coughs> the other one that I wanted to mention was obviously the club of the year, St Peter's Dunboyne. We've talked about it already, the under-21, the junior and the senior. Um, in a year... That has had so many ups and downs to them, more ups than downs. The down being what happened to Sean Cox, and um, that charity match being played as we said uh, on the sixteenth of December in Park Tolson. And uh, what like I can only imagine what it's been like in that club this year mm-hmm. to, to go through that with one of your your comrades, you know, one of your gales, one of the, the person that was so highly um, uh, thought of within the club, and then for the club to repay. I suppose uh, the players to repay it by going out and, and, and winning what they've won this year.
2: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, we we're kind of running out of words to describe the Moyens' year at this stage. It's just it's just been ridiculous, really. Um, it snowballed from from the junior win and then followed by the senior, now the under twenty one, and. Look, at, nobody can begrudge them. They, weren't, they weren't anywhere really lucky in in any of the finals. Possibly the junior one was a really close contest, but senior, they thoroughly deserved their win. Under twenty one, look, they they came good in the second half and, and blew it all away. Second half, mm-hmm. it's it's a fitting kind of year, and I'm sure the players sat down at some stage and they said, look, at lads, like you know, Sean Cox is lying in the bed in in the hospital and he'd only love to be involved in what's going on in this club at, at the minute and. It's just uh, it's it's brilliant for them, and and like I'm sure everyone else in the in the county is absolutely
1: thrilled for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you couldn't you couldn't but be and and the, the way they've got about their business as well has has been absolutely uh, exemplary. So well done to all of the award winners, and especially to the ones that we uh, picked out. There, just to have a discussion, and we'll just go back because Brian has just gone into the interweb and. Uh, check back on last year's player of the year and i'm gutted and disgusted with myself to not have remembered that uh, my own uh, teammate and clubman, Paul mckeever won the 2017 mean player of the year so just jealous um, that it wasn't you yeah. well look I'm, I'm i'm always jealous so i am you know i'm jealous of the fact that he's 15 16 years younger than me as well <laughs> and he's got his footballing career ahead of him and mine is coming to an end but you luck you'll always have that so look well done to all the Christian To Me award winners and we hope to have a great night on Friday.
3: If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085 1127 089. The We Are Me podcast, because it matters more.
1: So we're going to move on now and we're going to name uh, the Rispin Blog Junior Team of the Year. And What I'll do is I will name out the team uh, 1 to 15 and then we'll come back and pick out a couple of players that maybe stood out for you uh, throughout the year. We are at halfway through the the podcast already so let's see if we can get this done because we're normally trying to keep on time and we don't do it. Mm -hmm. So the Junior Team of the Year according to David Rispin. Cal Talon, St. Vincent's in goals. As he blesses himself here. <laughs> uh, um, the cornerbacks, uh, Ryan Hand of St. Vincent's and Gary Sherrock of um, Beliver. And the fullback is Davey Tallon. The halfback line, Keane O'Reilly of Carnaross, Barry Comer of St. Peter's Unbine. Number seven is Porrick Plunkett of St. Bridget's. The midfield pairing is Kevin McKeown of Beliver. Dermot McGee of Carnaross. Half forward line is Pierre Fox of Dunsany. Uh, number eleven at centre half forward is Tommy Field of uh, St Vincent's, and uh, completing the half forward line is Frank O'Reilly of Carlow Ross. Good few Carlow Ross boys getting in here. Um, the full forward lineup is made up of Jack Cox of St Peter's Dunboyne, Stephen Moran of St Peter's Dunboyne, and Paul Lynch of Minalty. And I suppose looking through that there, Brian, is there any players that you would have felt could have made it into that team and didn't, or has David Rispin Hit
0: the nail on the head with this team. I don't like giving him too much praise, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he probably has got a fairly spot on. In fairness, now look, there are lot, people in clubs will always have one or two that they think should yeah. be on. Believer will probably think that maybe they should have one or two more. But when the heat came on, they didn't do the business in the semi final, and I suppose these things. When a, couple you, when you're out, it. a couple of players stand.
1: A couple of players stand there for me. Carl Tallon like. Like some of the saves that he made this year are just absolutely incredible and um, there's no way anybody could have gone in there ahead of him you know um, I, oh,
2: we played them over in Rackenny and it was the penultimate group stage game I was at the third last I'm not really sure they gave us good beating anyway but I got a ball about pff, two yards out and uh, t- I don't know how I didn't find the net but he made he made an unbelievable save not that it would have mattered too much but when he saved that, I was kind of like, "Jesus, who is this fella?" And then obviously they they went on and obviously got through the group and and went on the run to the final. And the saves he made in the lead up to the final, particularly yeah. against Karen Ross, mm-hmm. uh, like the McGees, uh, Dermot's in the save, team, double the save team, but but
1: against John L. McGee, and then yeah, one against Dermot is right. Is yeah. right. And
2: um, <coughs> that was the difference on the day. It was such a tight game. And had had Karen Ross got any of them goals at them times, it was game over because they were they were six or seven points up anyway. Yeah, that it would have been lights out for St Vincent. So he deserves immense immense credit for his year. Um, as do as do the most of the Vincent's lads who are
1: exceptional. Yeah Davy Tallon as well at fullback. Like you know right hand is in there as well but Davy Tallon again he was just unbelievable at fullback. And um, Dermot McGee, you, you compared him to uh, Alexis Sanchez um, which I think is a bit harsh on him. No, no, Alexis oh, uh, oh, Sanchez yeah. Alexis Sanchez hasn't had very much game time at all this season. Well, year, he's, so he he's the Alexis at Arsenal now, in fairness <laughs> to Dermot.
2: Um, I actually played with or played against Dermot at the weekend in that charity match, and I shook his hand after the game, and I said, "Well done, Alexis. the beat by a point." And he go, he just pointed at me and he said, "You Rispen." And uh, the the story behind it is he actually he has this strange sort of um, superstition. He he rolls up his shorts like Alexis Sanchez. If you ever watch Alexis Sanchez about to take a free kick. He like rolls the shorts up right, right up, and uh, I first time I noticed it was in Drew Condor playing Karen Ross in the group <laughs> stages is this fella at and the, the kick out to, the ball will go wide and the kicker be about, about to be taken and of course Dermot in typical fashion he'd go up and win it and probably kick a score but before he does the shorts are rolled up and I, I've asked loads of lads around Karen Ross and nobody seems to know what it is but he won't even tell me himself but that's, that's but he knows that, he what, does it yeah oh yeah he knows that yeah, so anyone out does,
0: there does, just does make sure to he on so. the legs like you or something showing off his white bits
1: uh, and, and Pierre Fox at wing half forward the Dunsany man we've spoken about him before and, and I know in your pieces whenever you mention him you don't say like to say that Dunsany are a one trick pony or you know what I mean like and that they've only got one player but he is an outstanding player and you compared him to Eden Hazard hmm. so you know
3: there's a running team here <laughs> London
1: football teams are getting a big mention
2: here yeah yeah. no he is he's, he's, he's so small and uh, low centre of gravity as well he's he's strangely strong though you wouldn't think it from looking at him but when he's on the ball he doesn't get pushed off the ball or anything he's really strong in possession he's a great runner with the ball if you ever watch Eden Hazard again the ball literally it's like it's stuck to him and, and Pierre Fox is the same when he's running at defenders he's lethal Um, he had a fantastic year I know Kieran's always on about him too from do but he had an exceptional year he played they played Karen Ross in the quarter final and, and they really pushed Karen Ross in fairness that day but it was Pierre Fox I think kicked seven right maybe nine points that day. He was just unbelievable, unplayable on the day and didn't really deserve to be on the losing team. So that's why he's, he's he takes his position on the team.
1: Absolutely. I, I'd have to agree with you on that. He's a, he's a real good prospect. Um, then I'm going to the opposite side of the field again. I'm not going to go through every player, yeah. but just some of the ones that, that stuck out in my mind. Um, the Spice Boy. Uh, at wing half, <laughs> <old>. Frank O'Reilly <laughs> or Carter Ross, yeah, uh, I'd say you did yourself no favours, uh, in the Spice Party comment. No. But look, like an unbelievable talent as well, a really good footballer. And you know, he's still only young, he's got a bright future ahead of
2: him. Yeah, his grandfather, it's, it's, it's in the blood. His grandfather played for Calvin, he was an exceptional player as well. Um, but Frank is his own man and he's he's a fantastic player for such a young man as well you have to remember Frank's only 20 he captained them to the Tottenham Cup this year uh, sent centre forward he's the real go-to man pivotal player his mum actually I met his mom out a couple of nights in, in Kells and he'd just be out too she she wouldn't talk to him, but she comes over to me and she says, oh, she, he, he loves the attention, really. He won't tell you that, but he really loves it. He said, like, he, he, uh,
1: I, to quote you, like, he was deadly at times, nearly as deadly as he can be in the vibe on the Saturday night. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not going to go go into that any further. <laughs> it's fairly self-explanatory.
1: <laughs> and, he, of course, he's invented a couple of hashtags. Uh, it's hashtag Ross for Junior. Yeah, he so, loves
2: that. Yeah, on Instagram, if you... Every post, it's the Rossford Junior. Even when they're he puts up the Rossford Junior. He might change the year now, which is a slight. You mightn't even notice it might twenty eighteen, and it could be twenty nineteen then. Yeah. But uh, no, he's a great lad. In fairness, to get on really well with Frank, he's an exceptional footballer, and I think he he um, he can break
1: onto the me team in the in the coming years, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 even though you know, like he's a bit of crack and all that as well. He's some footballer. Mm. He really is, and and again, as I I want to again, we have to go. To two players in the full forward line, Jack Cox and Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore only came on for what was it, fifteen minutes mm-hmm. in the junior final and got man in the match, scoring yeah. one two. But Jack Cox again, we spoke about him. The funny thing is, is that they're they're probably at opposite ends of their career. Um, Jack Cox is starting off his mm-hmm. and Stephen Moore is coming towards the end. He's yeah. not finished. Don't no, get me no. wrong, but um, two fabulous footballers. Uh, in that full forward line For Dunboyne
2: Yeah I'm, I'm really happy For Stephen Warren uh, Winning the Junior this year Stephen's soldiered on With the Dunboyne Junior A's For a number of years Now he has had cameos In that But he hasn't actually Nailed down a place In the Dunboyne Senior Team He featured I think In their last final Was it 2006 Or 2005 When they won The Senior Championship He featured But not prominently uh, We played them in 2014 And he was on the team And he got injured before the semi final this year, after playing all the group That's stages, right. yeah. shooting the lights out, didn't get his players back for the final because the semi final performance against Blythe was so good, which was tough on him, I'm sure. Yeah. But he came on at a t- at a crucial time of the game with 15 minutes to go, as you said, and single handedly turned it um on its head. Jack Cox at the other end of the spectrum, as you said, he's he's a, he's only a, a pup at this stage. I just want to bring you yeah. back to
1: Stephen Moore because I just again going back to your your team of the year. Yeah. I think you may have been, you may have had a premonition or something, or were mm-hmm. you trying to predict the future? And um, just to quote you again, bearing in mind this guy has accumulated some seriously impressive tallies to date in the Championship Twenty Nineteen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Do you? Do so you are determine- they going win the intermediate? <laughs> <laughs> I do love a typo I love yeah. a typo so I just can scratch yeah, that you can't <laughs> those, uh, as well <laughs> I couldn't look at it looking, I couldn't look at it but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah um, look again there's no reason why you couldn't shoot the lights shoot the lights out and put up some big tallies mm. in, in 2019 it'll be interesting
2: he'll, he'll, I'm sure Stephen will probably play start to your anyway intermediate and it's great to see him get the chance to step up Jack Cox is an interesting one he was one of the best players there at, at the weekend on show in the under 21 final as well so Possibly his days playing second team football with Dunbarin could be over. Could be numbered. Yeah, even though they're after stepping up to intermediate. It'll be interesting to see what way they work with Dunbarin too because at at junior A in the second team group, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to some of the other second teams, but you can kind of get away with using certain players in intermediate. You just won't get away with that. You're going to have to have your, your best hand or your best deck to play with. So it'll be interesting to see what way they work up between their senior and intermediate team. Yeah, well, and
0: we'll have
2: plenty It of could players be their more. only shot at the intermediate as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Not that they'll team. be too
1: happy with that, but. <laughs> Brian, just looking through, was there any of the players that stood out or any of the comments that David stu- uh, said that stood out for you in the blog?
0: Two of the players that probably stood out for me are centre back Barry Comer and the corner forward um, Paul Lynch, Paul Lynch, Paul Lynch yeah. from Minaldi. Paul Lynch is a shining yeah. example for any lad. He's playing football on the me junior panel as well. And not alone that but he finds time to coach the young lads in minority like it's a for any lad playing you're giving up three four nights a year a week especially if you're in a mead panel as well mm. but to find even more time to go out and coach the minority carner ross under 16s like he did this year it's a huge commitment and it's fellas like that who really inspire the next generation coming through and like he's a fine footballer mm. like he's he carries the minority score and threat. He's a big player from out around the middle of the field as well. When when they need him, he's just he's a shining example to me of, of everything that's right in a, in a good club person. Yeah, yeah. Footballer, no. coach, whatever it is, he does it.
2: Yeah, he's a great lad. Um, hundred percent on and off the pitch. Um, and as you said, he carries that threat. And like, it's no secret when teams come up against minority in in league and championship, they say, well, look at if you can if you can keep Paul Lynch quiet. You keep Minolte quiet. And it's testament to the man that he has two or three lads dragging out of him and he still comes out with like one, five, two, six. You always see these scores and you always see Minolte. And in fairness, they're not a one-man team. They have some really good young players coming through. But Paul is a shining light, as you said, for them. Um, and he's a real linchpin. Pardon the pun. <laughs> oh, boom. <bitch. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's, he's,
1: sim- he's similar to his Pierre Fox. Although he's not... You know, we're not saying that uh, Manalty or or mm-hmm. or um, are a one trick pony, but they do depend on 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 those two players yeah. quite a bit. Um, and it just shows as you as both pointed out as well. It just shows you how how the quality of them because they going out to mar- to play either of those teams, you know who the rest players are, mm-hmm. and you have to put your best mark on them. So they're still not able to stop them. So it's testament to those two players you know, like when they do go out. So that was the Rispen Blog Junior Team of the Year. We're going to move on now to the Rispen Blog Intermediate Team of the Year for 2018.
3: If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085 1127 089. The We Are Mead podcast Because it matters more. This one
1: should be interesting. Uh, It has a good spread of teams in this one as well, and uh, which we always like to see. So in goals is Conor McHugh of Oldcastle. We have Derek Flynn of Ballinabracky, Podge Muldoon of Ballinlock, and Chris Lynch of Longwood making up the full back line. Half back line is Jason Scully, uh, Michael Garry of Ballinlock, and Joey Stenson of Longwood. Damien Healy of Longwood and Mickey Burke of Longwood uh, make up the midfield. Aaron Lynch of Trim, Ryan Moore of Longwood, and Aaron Ennis of Longwood make up the half back or the half forward line. Stephen Coogan of Padder Byrne of Ballinlock, of Ballin-Lock and uh, Danny Quinn. Of Balen make up the full forward. You know, no, I just have one qualm with the, the the picking of the team there. Mickey Burke was picked at midfield. He wore fourteen all year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, I, I, if almost.
2: you actually, yeah, if if you read the the paragraph mm. about Mickey, he was the one player who I just loved in this team because I could literally put him anywhere. anywhere yeah. And he it, like it was the forward line was very tough to pick as it is with kind of most teams. It's very hard to pick six forwards out of. Yeah. Out of a whole grade, who performed well. But the thing about Mickey, I could have put him cornerback, midfield, wing back center forward, full forward, anywhere. So he was great.
1: Midfield, there was a little bit of a spot for him, so I, I just put him there. So you threw the honey badger into yeah. midfield, <laughs> you know. um, like uh, we've already mentioned him with his, his player of the year and the whole lot. So there's there's enough said about him. You know, we've all seen the videos of him uh um, doing. Uh, squats with the calf on his back and stuff like you know he's just he's just a different animal so he's all <laughs> together uh, Derek Flynn of Ballinabracky a terrier at corner back um, makes it in there and uh, joined by Podge Muldoon of Ballinlock as you say in your piece a stereotypical Darren Faye Mick Lyons type player at full back
2: mm, he's, he's hard as nails is Podge again I'm referring to the challenge match at the weekend but he he was playing for the All-Stars team and uh I went up to him at halftime. The whistle was blown, and he says, "Look at this!" And the nose was pumping blood. And he was wearing a carton jersey; he was destroyed in blood. And he was saying, "I'm only on two minutes or whatever." And and then Justin, one of our lads, was marking him full forward, and he says, "Jesus!" He says, "That Podge And He says, "What is he like?" I says, "What? What are you on about?" He says, "He's pulling and dragging me. It's only a bloody challenge, man." He says, <laughs> uh, "But that's the type of Podge." He goes a, out the same yeah. every day. Yeah. He's as honest as they come. He's and he, look at he's. he's he's not, no spring chicken, he's coming to the, he's in the twilight of his career. But And between
1: himself and Mickey Burke, they have 137 tattoos. <laughs> yeah. You counted them all yeah, individually. Pa, it was easy because Pa only has one <laughs> on his leg, down his calf. But, and uh, Burke possesses
2: 137. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it was just an easy tattoo process. Even I couldn't get that wrong.
1: But, yeah, we'll move on then. The next one that I wanted to talk about is Jason Scully and, like again in your piece you say it it's like every time you come away from an old castle game you hear Jesus Scully had some game or that Scully fella is some footballer and yeah. you wrote that into your piece. But it's true. Every time I hear somebody coming away from an old castle game or a game that involves Jason Scully, it's he's always the team that the, the player yeah. that they rave about. Old
2: Castle have flattered to deceive Eve for the last number of years and this yeah. year they were really disappointing as well. I I think they have the credentials to go on and win the intermediate championship, no doubt. But he's one player who doesn't flatter to deceive in my book. He constantly carries the can for them. Wing back is someplace that it's an adopted position, we'll say, for him. He was kind of tried out there put there with the, the under 20s this year. And Leo McEnroe has carried that on with, with Oldcastle this year. Um he's so good when he's running at defences, and I think that's why the wing back role suits him. Look at he's probably not the most natural of defenders, but as opposed to having his back to goals, let's say, corner forward. He's brilliant running at lads and committing defenders. He's just so quick, over 10, 20 yards. He's lethal and he's very accurate as well. Um, I'm sure you'll agree, Brian.
0: Ah, yeah, Scully, like, he... I first seen him a couple of years ago playing against us in a club minor match. Yeah. And straight away, are kind of looking around, where's the nearest old man to find out who he actually is? Because mm. you don't know lads from up that neck of the woods. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like he carried that on, he was an excellent county minor. Yeah. Like to me, he's a really exciting talent. He's one that I know was up in Dublin at the weekend for those Aussie Rules trials. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like if he gets the opportunity to go to Australia, more power to him, and hope it works out. Mm. But from a selfish point of view, he's a fellow I want to see beating Dublin at Crow yeah. Park in a Leinster final.
2: And he's yeah. in and around the the senior panel at the <laughs> minute too. So yeah look he, he is very young and I know you have to be careful with these young lads and that but he's that good that it's, you can't really ignore him he has to be there
1: yeah yeah, and, and, and I know we, we, we mentioned earlier on about the Aussie rules Liam um, uh, the, the the yeah the the trials that were going on last weekend. I'm just not going to mention them because they get, they upset me. So because yeah. we've lost we've lost our best player ever to it. <laughs> well, um, and I I'm, want, I'm
0: just hoping the Aussies aren't using the rest of the blog for finding players. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll know after. I'll, I'll do. start put. I'll put Mickey Brennan down as number fifteen
0: in <laughs> the next ones. Take him. Change his as well when you're uh, I think looking at the team. There's some real talent in the forward line, but one player that really catches my eye is Aaron Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Aaron was in that, again, another member of that Mead under-17 team last year. And it's a, a bit of a trait. There's a few of them cropping up, mm. only as 18-year-olds doing really well.
1: But the, uh, that's, that's no coincidence, so it's not. You know, the the, the underage of Mead was, was, uh, was put aside for a long, long time mm. and it was neglected in the last four or five years, there's been huge work put up, put in there um, at, at underage level. And we're starting to see those players coming through at 18 years of age now where they've got all the skills and they've got all the training they've got all the, the different coaching that they needed. And it's no wonder that we're starting to see these really, really top quality players coming out that don't fear your Dublins, don't fear your mm-hmm. Kildares, don't fear your, fear your Tyrone's or your Galway's, your Cork's. Do you know? And this is, again, typical of, 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 of that uh, um, work and it, that's been It's done.
2: actually the same in kind of club football. He's the likes of Aaron Lynch there, it's his first year playing full year playing adult football he's only
1: and he's quite famous on instagram as well yeah he
2: has a number of followers there i think i said him in that today yeah
1: yeah you did and uh, you also said a couple of other things about him but i'll come back to that in <laughs> no
2: he's, he's a brilliant brilliant talent i had the pleasure of seeing him i actually heard more about him before i actually seen him
1: yeah, but, so, see the thing about it is is that i i have a feeling i could be wrong i have a feeling that your eyes were kind of you, you were using rose tinted glasses when you were looking at him playing against St. Dalton's, <laughs> no, he, it was just a coincidence. In he, that game <laughs> against St. Dalton's, he was absolutely sublime as the diminutive corner forward terrorised the St. Dalton's defence. <laughs> he went off to be Trim's most potent forward and helped them contribute in no small part to a sensational game of football against Longwood. Yeah. So I just, I like, I know he's a really good footballer. But maybe just because he was he played a fairly, from what I heard, he played okay against the yeah. But you you reckon he was just sublime. He well, was. Some of them actually reckon it was his worst game of the year. <laughs>
2: I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> just because it was not a <laughs> chance. He I was had, unbelievable. I had
0: seen him a few times last for that lead on the 17 team. And I've seen him twice in recent weeks playing for St. Pat's, and he's... He's the standout, again, in a very good patch yeah. team. He's the standout forward. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, Freeze, he's deadly accurate on them, but he's out, he's in front, he's winning the ball, and he can look after himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's no fancy corner forward, slick back, barnet. He can
2: actually. And well, he Look does have a slick back so. baron. Yeah, now. but he
0: he's well able to mix it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know he is. He is. I, I think he got and sent I mean, off against Longwood. I
0: didn't mean that he? the nicest possible way. In it. <laughs>
1: and then, uh, just as you mentioned Longwood, we're going to have to uh, move on to the, the other two half forwards and Ryan Moore, um, who like. I, I, I saw him last year as well and I think he's a fantastic footballer himself and Aaron Ennis the two of them in that half forward line are fabulous but I suppose you mentioned it as well Ryan Moore um, uh, Ryan Moore he probably was more famous for his only fills and Horses reincarnation mm. uh, this year um, that, that's why where, can you tell us what happened with that?
2: I would imagine you know yourself how it is after winning the county championship, the Monday club, and <laughs> and all that. And which is he more famous of...
1: for? Do you think in Longwood, winning the the um, the the intermediate championship this year, or for doing his only fills and horses? Um, uh, play in. in I'd students. imagine, I'd
2: imagine probably in Longwood he's more famous for the championship, but every place else he's more famous for that sketch. <laughs> he
1: might
2: even get a hipster. <laughs> he he <might. laughs> um, Yeah, he's. Oh, look at he's. He's a brilliant footballer too as well. And yeah. uh, class ponytail on him. There's a ponytail craze going on in Longwood too. I think Burkey started we, it all. We off. mentioned that yeah.
1: actually at one stage earlier on yeah. this year. Did we find out that anyone? Yeah, no, Owen Lynch, uh, Bob
2: Maguire himself. Burke is kind of Burke's actually one of the more kind of well-groomed men now in Longwood which a few years ago you wouldn't have said that when well, he they looked think, a gallant they be all become,
0: and he, uh, he, he put up an old picture of himself on Instagram yeah. and he was like Jesus what was I thinking <laughs> <laughs> what was <laughs> I thinking what was
1: going through my head but look uh, um, Ryan Moore kicking the win point in the semi-final as well yeah. um, you know there's no way this man couldn't have been, and, and you no. could have, in fairness, you probably could have had 15 players from Longwood on this yeah. team because of the year they had.
2: You mentioned it about Derek Flynn as well being a real tight man-marker, and he got into the team as well. He did an unbelievable job on Ryan Moore in the semi-final, a job that no one even got close to matching this year in anything. Mm-hmm. He kept him, I think he kept him scoreless up until that winning score, but, and he was pulling and dragging out him, just just a nuisance. You, you know yourself, but yeah, they're like them yeah. kind of cornerbacks or, or whatever, man markers. But it, it was full full credit to Moore, like when the game was in the melting pot, last kick of the game, 45 yards out, hadn't had the best of days and kicks the winner um, to send them through to their final. and the final, he had no such issues. He was devastating, best player on the pitch. And um, probably for me, I'd say the best player in the intermediate grade this year. Potentially.
1: Right, right. And and, and like, you didn't, that's an intermediate championship that is scattered with really, really good mm. teams. And it was so hard to call who was going to, like, I don't think any of us were able to predict who was going to get to the final. Or, you know, it's such a tight championship. And when you say he was the best player and he, he's up there for player of the year in the intermediate, we'll say, you know, and that's putting him up against Patter Burn mm. uh, of of Ballenlock who. He just lit up that intermediate championship as well for Ban for uh, Ban
2: Yeah, pather rolled back the years again. He, <laughs> yeah. he seems to do it every year. I mean, he just he just he just, just rocks up to games and he and he, he's his laid back. You wouldn't you think, look. Who is this fella? If you didn't know him, you'd think, God almighty, this fella's not a footballer at like, all. If you think of
1: Paddleburn and you know him, you, you, you can see him with a bag on the back. right? Uh, he's wearing a pair of work boots, we'll say, it, that are open that aren't even tied around. He's probably got a hoodie that's covered in cow shite or something <laughs> on him. This is the picture you'd have yeah. of him waltzing up to the field if you knew him. Smoking a fag <laughs> uh, and drinking a bottle of Monster or something like that. You know, it might red, be a bit stronger than Monster. Or Red Bull. Yeah, we, we, we don't condone alcohol drinking in here, so we don't, especially not before games. But off, it's, a, it's just, cup. The, it's just if you knew him, that's the kind of picture you'd have him, as you say, laid back and just kind of old school. And then he goes out in the field and he just terrorizes. He's the one of the most naturally gifted players that I've ever uh, had the pleasure of watching. Mm. He's, it's. It's it's not something that I'd say Potter has ever had to work on. He just naturally has. He's that just football naturally and good, and,
2: yeah. And doesn't, as you said, doesn't have to work on it. The likes of, we compared Mickey Burkart to Player of the Year this year, and how yeah. many, how hard he ma- trains to maintain his level of performance and that. Yeah. And so most players actually are like that. Exactly. There's only a select few, and you're kind of so. There's only, only a few of us. They beat, mm. they beat <laughs> and shite and everything all year. Yeah. The likes of yourself, Mickey, there, and uh, you could just turn up to games and just kick scores. from uh, Remember, is that for Lock. Look at he didn't have the best of finals by, by all accounts but without him they wouldn't have got anywhere close to the final no, let alone get no. to it and to win the Cornobonia then at the end of the year was, was a fitting reward for him and, and his teammates in, as well absolutely yeah
1: and and uh, and like th- for bad luck. Getting one over Old castle in the semi final and all that like that it was a huge year for them beating mm. Oldcastle three times. Yeah. Um. Not, oh, they love that. You know, know I, like yeah. it, and 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 we spoke about the Oldcastle team and the players that they have and the mm. whole lot. But for Lock just outside Oldcastle, they wouldn't have the population that Oldcastle would have. Uh, the whole lot. It was a wonderful year and Padder as we said, was just was magnificent and and we probably never saw the best of him in a meat jersey either so we didn't Because no you know, it was he, probably
2: towards the end when he when he was kind of that bit power player coming on yeah. and I think Banty was over us at the time and he came on and he was on a run he scored four or five games he scored a goal in four or five games in a row mm. coming off the bench yeah. just ridiculous um, I think Kildare in Crow Park is one that springs to mind down in the, at the hill he got us through got a great goal towards the end of that contest got yeah. us through so look we probably didn't see the best of him maybe county possibly didn't suit him because he's he's probably such a star for Ballinlock and always has been and always will be that when he goes into maybe a county scene and he's probably more in, in, in a team that are boys of equal ability to him yeah.
1: some lads it just doesn't work for that's um, it
2: so possibly that was that was the reason there
1: I want to I wanna mention the two quarter forwards because neither of them made finals and, and one of them one of the teams we would have thought was going to be a big Team this year and that's Dunderry, Stephen Coogan at Dunderry. Mm-hmm. Dunderry really like, fr- they never recovered from the loss to Longwood at the very start of the year in Partholsham. They really mm-hmm. never recovered from that game. But I thought that Dunderry were going to be a real good uh, um, uh, bet for the championship this year. But Stephen Coogan makes it in at the corner forward.
2: Yeah, brilliant. He's he's different class and. Um, I, something similar to Pat the he's naturally good He's he, again he wouldn't be the best of trainers I'd imagine I'm, I'm just guessing but I know from from a few of the lads in Dundry he's as lazy and everything they say in training but like the, the ability of Stephen Coogan is just ridiculous again like,
0: just to quote one, you one corner forward knows another here Mickey yeah
1: just to quote uh, uh, your, your piece again make no mistake though Coogan could drink a pint like a darts player as well but thankfully, he's much fitter and more capable of scoring a 45 as opposed to hitting a 45 <laughs> or hitting 45. Yeah. So, um again, another one of these uh, natural geniuses at, at, at corner forward and doesn't have to work on his game. Yeah, you know, like he, he, knew he, and he can quite sweep a, sweep a few points oh, and he'd, play he'd, well. he'd
2: Probably he'd be fond of a <laughs> point, Stephen, yeah, but he's, look, he's a great talent and... Pulled them through against Mead Hill in the last group game in Carton. Did the same up and in Chaplin against the Dulik Bellustem preliminary quarter final. Yeah. Um, Ballanabraki, he was just like many of his other teammates, I think, was crowded out. It was a dire. I think he finished 8 4 or something. the, I, <coughs> the I know it was the day that Jerry Riley final in Oldcastle and
0: mm. we were above at half time. And Peter Halloran says to me, Check the score of the game, will you? Mm. So I checked and says, Oh, I think it's about 8 4. It's heading for half time. Yeah. I
2: didn't think it could it be a 4 for yeah, full time. Yeah, it? exactly. But uh look at Dunnery have a they have a new man, they have Lara Callahan involved now, and I'd say Lara's probably gonna get the best out of the rest of the lads in Dundry because as you said, Mickey, they would have been one of the front runners for the championship yeah, prior to a ball being kicked. Yeah. Um and they still should be up there with the likes of Stephen, Paddy Canelli. Uh, Luke Martin, Conor Dempsey, guys like this. And like the Laval yeah. and Kelly coming in from the minor yeah.
0: panel this year as well. I know I keep harking back to them, but like these are good footballers. Of course, yeah, supplementing yeah. what's
2: already there. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and then and the, the last player, obviously I want to give Danny Quinn of Ballon d'Abracchi a mention. Um, completing the lineup for the intermediate team for 2018. Fell ag- agonisingly close in, this, in the intermediate final uh, against Longwood, but... Uh, what can you Semi- say? Sorry, semi-final. Yeah. What what can you say about Danny Quinn? Um, like he's he's. Uh, you compared him, I think it was to Robbie McCarty of Dunboyne, and mm. um, you know, so that's not a bad comparison for <laughs> no. for him to be uh, put into.
2: They're very like the two lads. Um, they're they're so accurate, but they're. I I compare Robbie McCarty I think, to a robot, it's, and and it's just the way he kind of dances and no I, I don't know about his dances um, I haven't seen him out or anything like that but no Danny's a, Danny's a great footballer and he's been doing it for years for Balnebracchi was on the Me Juniors this year last year and now he's broken onto the senior panel which is only fitting Um he's an Arsenal fan as well which probably just got him the nod onto the team um, yeah yeah that's... I didn't I didn't like to say that but no he he, he fully deserved to be on the team he was he's, he's Mal in Balnebracchi um, and will be
1: Uh, Well done to all of the Brisbane Blog 2018 Intermediate Team. We're going to move on now to the highlight, the Senior Team of the Year.
3: If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085 1127 089. The We Are Mead podcast, because it matters more
1: this one would have been fairly hard to pick I'm sure um, you know uh, some some good teams over the last few years uh, Simons for instance and then teams like Screen after making a resurgence and um, you know uh, Kells obviously are always there so this would have been a hard team for you to pick him, I'm sure
2: yeah it was difficult and look at, it, it got different opinions on Twitter but that's exactly what I was hoping for from the teams like you want to hear people voicing who they think should be in the team instead of this guy and all this that's exactly what these kind of team of the years are for they're for people from yeah their own club being biased and saying well I think my man should be on it because he's from forever. that's fine lads are entitled to their opinion that's great I'm delighted to see that um, Ooh, he's,
1: <laughs> he's putting in the exclaimer the, the before. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll answer any queries you might have. <laughs> so anyway, we'll go on and we'll, we'll name out the team. Um, and then, sure, Brian, if you have any players that you think that should have been named or out like that, you can throw out your ideas. Oh, I'm all sure the team, naturally. <laughs> the ladies team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. You don't ever pick them, don't you? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so in goals, Keen Flynn from St Peter's Dunboyne. Full back line of Seamus Lavin, St Peter's Dunboyne, Quaylon Young of Summerhill and Barry Smith of Kells. Niall Kane of Simonston, uh, Col Finn and uh, of uh, St Peter's Dunboyne and Paul Gilligan of Dullamore Ashford make up the half back line. Michael Byrne uh, of Summerhill and Niall Jones of St Peter's Dunboyne make up midfield. Half forward line of David Larkin, Summerhill, Barry Dardas of Summerhill. Uh, surprise, surprise, and Seamus Madamo of Kells, uh, making up our half forward line, and Donald Lennon uh, of St Peter's and Robbie McCarthy of Dunboyne and Brian uh, or Beano from Kells. And uh, starting with the goalkeeper, no, I, I have no qualms with that. Keen Flynn, absolutely uh, immense for for um, Dunboyne this year, and it's something that I've always said: you cannot win a, a, a championship without a good goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and. Keen Flynn really stepped up to the mark
2: this year for some. Yeah, for them, and for such a young man as well, yeah. coming into to coming into the to the favourites for the championship, coming into that team and taking the number one jersey and wearing it with such responsibility and maturity far beyond his years, he was exceptional this year. Like played in that under twenty one final last weekend, which kind of shows you all tells you all needs. you need know. Goalkeepers generally in teams are one of the they're in the elder bracket. In their 30s, or whatever, yeah. He's he's the opposite, he's going to be around for the next 15 20 years, yeah. Like,
1: like when we won our first championship in 2016 with Simonstone, yeah, our most improved player that year was Robbie Birlingham. Yeah. And without the year that Robbie had, we wouldn't have won that senior championship. We had, we obviously had the quality out the field, but without the year that he had, and I think it's the same for St. Peters Dumbine this year, had he not saved the penalty against yeah. Simonstone in the semi final, they would not have won that game. I know that for a fact. They would have. They would have just collapsed. had 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 that uh, penalty not been saved, and. He saved that. That gave them a new lease of life. Mm-hmm. They held on till halftime. Went in only four points down and came out in a blitz rate. Yeah. and that was the winning of the championship for them. So I always think that you know, well done to Keen Flynn. A novice, he repaid the manager as you said as well. The the, the manager uh, put his trust in him this year, yeah. and uh, really repaid the manager and definitely no problems with the goalkeeper Brian. What do you reckon? Anybody else stick out for you?
0: Like I know in the team of the year, you mentioned Jack Hannigan. You mentioned. Tony McDonald. McDonald is probably the one that who pushed him. Yeah, closest. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was excellent all year, but I, I for, do, the, yeah, for the impact sorry. Flynn had coming in in his first season. It's the hardest position on the pitch. One mistake, and you're the yeah. villain of the piece. Mm-hmm. He really he showed maturity beyond his years all year, and I think there really can be no arguments with picking
1: him. Absolutely, and well done to Keane Flynn for getting onto that. Uh 2018 Risman Blog Senior Team of the Year at number one. Uh looking through the full back line, Seamus Lavin was a cert, so he was. Um and then Quaylon Young of Summerhill. You know, it, it definitely without a shadow of a doubt, this is his best year mm-hmm. in a Summerhill jersey. Now he did dance a little bit around the me me team years ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And you know, he he he's been he's he's got the quality. But this year, I think he really stepped up to the mark and and, and was was fabulous throughout the year. Uh, you know, if he if he concentrate a bit more on 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 the football, maybe sometimes he could go a long way. But he's, a fair, <laughs> he had tried to unfair. No, I, I will, just I just think I can say, think, that. I, I'll say it. I've no problem <laughs> saying that, You know. He's such a quality footballer, yeah. and he's so good at what he does that sometimes he just gets involved when he doesn't need to. Is well, all I'm saying. Mm. Um, but I couldn't argue. I think he was brilliant all year. Yeah, and
2: and look, he did a great job on um, on Andrew Tormey in the semi final as well. Mm. Tormey is obviously Ashburn's main main threat, yeah. and um, he kept him so quiet in the in that game. He, as you said, he's he has that kind of meat experience as well. He's been doing it for Summerhill for over a decade at this stage, so. Look at his oodles of experience at this stage He's Look at he's probably past As regards getting a run with Mead But he's still one of the best full backs in, in, in club football at Mead That's
1: no doubt about that. Absolutely. Um, we're going to move on then. Barry Smith of Kells gets in. Codger. Yeah. Um, he gets in at corner back. We. Seamus Lavin was assert, so we don't have to go into him. <laughs> we just we know that he's uh, fashionable and versatile. <laughs> yeah. That's what we know. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good <laughs> so. dresser, I think, isn't he? <laughs> so well done to uh, Seamus Lavin on being a versatile defender, but being fashionable at the same time. <laughs> um, Barry Smith, uh, the codger, as you said, in uh, at fullback. Um you know again th- this kells team you just can not this 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 your team is, is littered with them there's a few well, there's a few there's maybe three kells players but you know had they gone on to a final i'm sure that the st peters Dunboyne and kells contingent of this team would have been reversed flip. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah look at kells i'm a
2: huge fan of theirs uh, for the last three or four years they've been knocking on the door consistently They've been so close in. They haven't actually got to a final, but they've been so close to actually knocking out the champions yourselves. I think the first year, um, and then this year, like they had, a, they had a free kick at the end of normal time to knock the mine out. Mm-hmm. And you know they'll they'll feel they'll feel aggrieved um, that they haven't got a senior championship at this stage. But the type of guys they are in Kells, they'll just keep cracking on, and they'll they'll be back next year, and they'll be they'll be fully out to, to did, win it next did year. Did
1: you know that Kieran Flynn's father taught most of that Celtic No, I actually didn't. Huh? That's news to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieran yeah. Flynn, you the fellow, yeah, it? the PRO. Well, he's it's he's it's usually uh, oh, it's common knowledge. Isn't it's it? Common knowledge, yeah. Oh, and no, he would have had a, he would have had a lot to do with their footballing skills. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just a little nugget of information for people. And well, he didn't can't put that much because he coached me at under twelve and look where <laughs> I went. To.
1: No, but you're not from Kells. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. You right? have to be from Kells. Something so in the water work. out there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, next, we're going to move on to the wing halfback Neil Kane of Simonstown. Um, after years and years of, of, of dominating uh, players, like the last three years he's been do- dominating players uh, in every game that he's played, he eventually gets a call into the meat team and, and he makes it onto your Risman blog, 2018 team of the year. And it's just the only surprise is that it's taken him this long. <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean?
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's ridiculous. Like We talked about Bork and he's probably... he's. He's in the similar mold. Like you'll you'll know firsthand better than anyone how hard he works in this game and how hard he trains and to keep himself fit. But he's, look at he's 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 been a mainstay in that Simon Sound team for the last three or four years as well. Even a couple of years before he before he's he's got over the line, and and like it's it's worth mentioning Brian McGrath the other side too. I yeah. think they're very similar players in the sense that they're both half halfbacks, love attacking but really tough. Hard defenders as well, yeah, that's and so quick. Engines on yeah, them. well, the 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 thing about
1: Niall Kane is, and you said like I uh, that I know a little about him and whatever. You would not believe how professional that guy is. Uh, from the morning, the moment he wakes up till he goes to bed at night, he is looking after his body to the highest degree. I mean, from what enters his body to the work he does in his body, and he's one of those players like. He has to work so hard. He has become really comfortable on the ball mm. because of how much he works on it. You yeah. know that he, he's similar to as you said about Mickey Burke. The amount of work that goes into it, and he is the ultimate professional. He's a, a real role model as well for for young kids. Um, and he's also working over. Use he, he, as you said, like uh, uh, the Northside Blues very own Tarzan. Um, you know he's got that long hair and the whole lot. Like any. You, you can just see him swinging from branch yeah, to branch, actually good, getting to nothing. training, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that's um, how he gets over the kills for coaching, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got over to St. Colm's. His carbon footprint is neutral. <laughs> He is the GDO over, or the GPO over in St. Colm's kills as well, and you know, he eats, sleeps, and breeds football, and uh, well-deserved... And I think that he's going to make an impact on that meat team he's this called, year yeah. as well. So well done, Denial. Um, Carl Finn of uh, Dunboyne is at centre half back, and Paul Gilligan of Dun- Dunmore Ashburn is at wing half back. I suppose we go to to Paul Gilligan first. And uh, in 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 the semi final against uh, so Summerhill, myself and yourself were commenting on it how you know he was the only player on the field who looked like he had a fourth and fifth gear, yeah. um and. Uh, what a huge prospect and, and talent he is for Dunmore Ashmore
2: yeah he's very similar to I know he wears number 7 on that and he's winged back but he's very similar to Jason Scully when yeah. he plays for Oldcastle or plays for the mini 20s this kind of modern day Jack McCaffrey-esque wing back who there's so much emphasis on attacking like he hits the freeze off his left boot from his side um, when they're not on Nando's side and he's He's an unbelievable engine, like Squealer on the other side, getting up and down the field. But he's a really good defender, real leader in that Ashburn team. I think, I think I might, I don't know, did I say it there? But I think Ashburn aren't as far away as people probably think. But they need a few more players like Gilligan yeah. if, they're, if they're to go, just go that, that one step, one step more, further, yeah, yeah. And, and get a Keegan Cup. Um, but he, he's an exceptional talent, that wing back. He is indeed, and
1: Carl Finn at centre back, and um, you know, not the biggest of men. But by God, he's he's tough and he can tackle and he's got a serious engine in him.
2: Yeah, and look at he he was the captain this year. He he was man of the match in the county final. I know some people were questioning that decision as to whether Robbie McCarthy was was the better player on the day. But there's no mistake in Finn was outstanding. Also, like, yeah, it wasn't it. wasn't that it was it was chocolate cheese. Yes, yeah. exactly. He was probably if he wasn't the best, he was the second best player in the field. The, it the was like just that.
0: tends to catch the eye a bit more. Yeah. But. Obviously, there was somebody keeping a close eye on what was happening at the other end of the pitch, and exactly they, they seen the importance that he had in the. What you don't normally see, or
1: maybe there was a committee of three picking uh, the man of the match and they probably were three ex-defenders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they just happened to take the the view of, we'll have a look at the defenders. Mm. It can happen like that. But look, it, there's no doubt now, as you said, he was magnificent in that final. He was magnificent in the semi-final and also in the quarter final for, for St. Peter's. He's he he the heartbeat the of the
2: season. team at center back. Yeah. He, he really makes them tick. Um. When things aren't going right
1: for them, yeah. he's the one. He's that,
2: always be he's the leader. He, he
0: plugs the gap here. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever has to be done in that defense to stop a score, yeah. you can bet your bottom dollar. Finn will do it. Absolutely. 100%. Um.
1: We we'll move on then to the midfielders: Michael Byrne of Summerhill and Niall Jones of St Peterstonebain. And like Niall Jones, brother of Ronan Jones, and uh, you know he 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 was uh, uh, like everybody talks about Ronan, mm. and he just kind of drifts in behind the the bravado of his brother or whatever. You know what I mean, like, and. Uh, and just gets on with it and he was again he was magnificent as well all year yeah
2: and like Ronan or sorry Niall rather he hasn't had all that much experience playing senior football he yeah. has played junior football and he was on the Mead Juniors for a spell I think last year Um, and as you said he kind of nearly lives in the shadow of Ronan and he's fine with that because that's the type of guy he is he just goes about his business but I was so happy for him this year like Ronan came and went um, didn't play a lot of the year but Niall was an ever-present in that on my <coughs> team played every game and he was an exceptional player midfield and that's uh, look at it would have been easy to put Ronan Jones into the team but I just felt Niall over the whole year probably deserved the spot a bit more he's, he's such a great work ethic always chips in with a score or two as well um, and, and, a, and, a, and a marvellous competitor as well yeah absolutely and yeah sorry bright his uh, his athleticism probably complimented
0: David Gallagher as well yeah was was typical old school midfielder between the two forty fives whereas yeah. Jones was able to just be anywhere and everywhere
2: It's an unlikely and partnership too isn't it, it is it
0: but I think probably the fact that he was a converted wing forward he had the he had that engine from mm. getting up and down, and it really it was the ideal mix yeah, know, for midfiel- Dunlein this year yeah absolutely like, yeah. if it was Ronan there Ronan <laughs> is more a midfielder yeah he might just have complimented Gally as much yeah, yeah. but I'd
1: say Nile was like I'd say Gally was able to coach Nile you know what I mean yeah. like a young man coming in beside the most experienced man on the field mm. every week he went out Gally do you know what I mean mm. and Gally I, like, I'd say he's coached him and made him into the player that he was this year. Um, so he sure, can only be a good
2: influence absolutely, as well having like, someone
1: like that beside Having someone you, yeah. like Galli beside you. Ah, yeah. look, absolutely brilliant. So well done to Niall. Um, Going on to the forward line now and from 10 to 15 we've got three different clubs represented. We've got Summerhill, we've got Kells and we've got Dunboyne. Hard to maybe look past uh, those three teams. Then... I'll throw it out like that Kells only made it to a quarter-final. You're missing two other semi-finalists in Simonstown and Ashburn. And uh, Is it the proximity from quartertown to Kells, do you think? I'd say it could be more to, to the fact that some of the summer, so,
0: more prominent Simonstown forwards were in Chicago for part of the summer. It could have been that. could have been that. <laughs> like, if, you were around, if they were around for all the games, they would have had more chances to catch his yeah, eye. I do not out. think Nando was going to be disappointed. I'll... There's four players who I think would be very disappointed not to four, make the team? Four? four. go on. Mm. He okay. saved it all for the senior well, team. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll
1: pick. We'll, we'll go with those four and then we'll leave the, the 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 rest. Right. Of now, the only
0: one, actually, only one of them is a forward. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think Joe. Uh, sorry, two of them are forwards. Go on. So I five players. Joey Wallace, <laughs> right? And um, I think he was Rato struggled in one or two of the games, but Joey was the one who carried that forward forwardly. Especially against Dunham Rashman. He's the only one who looked like he'd a bit of a spark about him. Okay. Then. And the goal he scored was a cracking goal. And it nearly nearly dragged him into it.
1: Okay, you have four left. So that's one Joey Wallace. Nando. Okay then. So Nando and Okay, I I I'd, I'd 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 say that Nando had a great year, mm. uh, definitely, and he was probably the goal man, two man, four. He was,
0: and he probably wasn't fully fit either at
1: any stage. Well, no, he wasn't. No. We know he wasn't. Sure, look at the size of his bone. <laughs> He's not fit. <laughs> okay, uh, and he'd have no problem. He'd say that himself. <laughs> that's so all, you. Know. That's you
0: getting a few penalty points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's your ter- who's uh, who's your other three? Um, two of them would be wing backs. What? Um. Brian McGrath or Brian McGrath. Podge Garrity from Summerhill? Brian McGrath
1: and Podge Garrity. Okay then, yeah. And then the other one? Sean Ryan. At cornerback. Podge Garrity and Sean Ryan. Right, and
2: can I ask you now who would be the five players to take out of the team? I'm not saying I'd take five out. I think <laughs> Oh
0: yeah, no, 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 no. You're bringing them no, five no.
1: in. Just oh, hang on. Are these are the five subs that you're named?
0: No, no. <laughs> I'd have either Podge Garrity or Brian McGrath at left half back on that team ok in
2: so that's straight away you're down to oh four lads who are you taking out the half
1: back Paul back? Gilligan
2: at left half back
1: okay, Paul sorry. Gilligan yeah. Right. ok then I would have Sean Ryan instead of Seamus Lavin or Barry Smith
0: no his, instead of Caelan Young alright as he said himself Kudger is at his best at full back so I put him to full back and Sean Ryan in the corner
1: so you would be taking out Caelan Young yeah. ok look, that's alright what about Joey
2: Wallace? Joey Wallace where's he coming in
1: Who's Joey Wallace going in instead of... Well, reason. hang on. We haven't named the forwards no, yet. No. So, no, we haven't okay, named the front. front. I, so, I, I know, I know give exactly him, where give time to think no, no, I know exactly where Well, we'll name now. them first. Yeah. The half-forward <laughs> half line. This has created a little bit of controversy. We haven't even left the kitchen. <laughs> David Larkin of Summerhill. Barry Dardis of Summerhill. Seamus Matimo of uh, Kells. And then the full forward line is Donald Lennon of St. Peter's Dunboyne, Robbie McCarty of St. Peter's Dunboyne, And Beano Hanlon of Kells. Uh Again, David Larkin and Barry Dardis lit up the championship. Whenever you go out to play against Summerhill, you you always think of David Larkin and Barry Dardis. Um, uh, straight away, they are mm-hmm. two of the players that you have to mark, or if you don't mark them, you're going to be in trouble. And Seamus Madamore is just absolutely incredible for Kells. We played them in the um, in the Fresh Cup, and you know one thing they do is. No matter what game they're going out to, to play, they try to be at full strength. Yeah. And Seamus Madamo and Bino Handan were outstanding for them uh, in the Fresh Cup, and that was that was five, six, maybe seven weeks after they had lost yeah. in the championship.
2: They always are like it's it's same sort with Summerhill. You said it there with David Larkin and Barry Yaris. You always know them two. God, I I can't only I can only imagine what it's like going into Mar- either Bino or Seamus Madamo in a in championship game or in any game as you said. It doesn't matter what game it is. The two of them literally I cannot remember I cannot remember one of the the last time one of them had a had an off day or a bad day yeah. at the office. Them two guys are just pure talent.
1: Classic. And of course uh, the performances uh, of uh, Barry Dardis in the Championship and in the league this year have afforded him a chance to play in goals for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 so they have. Um, so just shows you that if you are playing well for your club, that there is a position for you on that Meade team. So well done to Barry Dardis. Ah, look, we know the quality of him and we know what the story is there. You explained it last week on the on the, the podcast. We're going to go to the full forward line. Donal Lennon. It, like... I don't think there's much to be said about that. You know, he he was absolutely fantastic as well for Dumbain this year. Robbie McCarty beside him. Again, w- what a game in the final. You know, it could have been him or it could have been... Mm-hmm. um Colin Finn. uh Colin Finn, who got the, the Man of the Match award that day. I personally, probably because I'm a forward, thought that McCarty mm-hmm. was a standard man. I thought that some of his points were amazing. And uh, yeah, uh, you can't argue with either of them players I think that Robbie McCarty would be up there for player of the year and um, this Definitely, year indeed yeah. um, just it, it was unfortunate that he wasn't uh, it, he was picked to by Mickey Burke and then and it's unfortunate that he's got the, those Dublin roots um, that's <laughs> yeah. caught, like those Dublin roots have cost him a man in the match award and the player of the year award you know yeah, so. but he is a senior medal if you are, yeah. right. <laughs> and then completing the lineup for this year's senior team was Bino Hanlon and again ugh, like he's he's just he, he just keeps going year on year again yeah. as I said that Fesh Cup the game this year again he was standing against us I don't I don't know what it is that, that Kells need to get that final inch luck
3: I'd say is it a bit of luck like That's Bino all, yeah. Bino
1: had a chance they like they, with a free kick to win that mm-hmm. game the quarter final against Dumbayne yeah. you know after he,
2: shooting the lights out
1: and he, and he shot the lights out he yeah. scored 11 points in that game yeah. I think between extra time and the whole lot 9 in, in normal time and 2 in, in extra time um, and they're just they're just so close Geez, you've to m- left the tough now for Brian to make an argument to get two w- boys in so we've I know named, exactly where they're going worry about that we've named the six forwards there so if you would like now to introduce <laughs> Joey Wallace into that team, please, Brian.
0: No problem. Robbie McCarty goes to f- thirteen. Andrew Tarmy to fourteen, and Joey Wallace in at fifteen. So You're taking Beano handling out, taking Don Lennon and Bino I'm Handling I'm gone. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm based it now on the games that I've seen. Right, right. I, well, like I agree. You, re- you, you mentioned it too. You have Bino's performance against. Dunbine in the quarterfinal. I was an old Oldcastle at the Jerry Riley mm. final that night,
2: so I, I can't use that game. I, I was at four or five Kells yeah. games this year, and uh, he was exceptional in them all. That's why I'm picking him. Donald Lennon, I know he had a poor final by, by his high standards, but. Quarterfinal? With, uh, final. Oh, final. sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, But Donal without
2: Lennon. him, oh, yeah, without him, I am 100% sure Dunbine would not have won a senior championship without Donald Lennon. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. I. Well, I. I. I'm the same. I. I. I do know where you're coming from, but I saw, uh, Saint Pat's taking on Rathold the first round of the championship mm-hmm. in Ashburn, and you know, I thought that that was a game that Joey Wallace would have stood out in. Um. But I. I think he even went off. Did he? Uh. Was this?
0: I was there, and I can't just remember. Mm. I know it was a game where they capitulated. Yeah, in the second half, <laughs> they capitulated. Um, they might. Have, but, the, but see like, the thing is they might view it slightly differently. I thi- don't understand that, night, they definitely didn't view it that they capitulated.
1: Right. Well, uh, yeah. no, we'll we won't go back and do a post-mortem on that. But the thing about this is that you know that's that's the that's the beauty of 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 mm. of, of, of yeah. doing teams. Everyone, everyone has their own. Their own. Team. Like, like, like everybody, you seen more
0: Kells games than I've seen this year. Yeah. I I maybe seen more cold exactly. games, and I again I can only base yeah. the games
1: I've seen. Well, it's brilliant that night. Nobody disputed anything in the junior or the the intermediate. Probably he's only got to the <laughs> senior team. <laughs> yeah. That uh, and interestingly enough, let's have a look through. It. And many of these players are currently on the meat panel. So Kane Flynn, no. No. Seamus Lavin, yes. yes. Coyle Young, no. No Barry Smith, no. No Niall Kane, yes. Carl Finn, yes. No.
0: Don't know. Not that I don't think so.
1: Is he not back in?
0: Not well. I haven't heard he's back in. Neither
1: okay. Call them. We'll just mark off. Paul Gilligan.
0: No. No. Me no. don't release a panel
1: before the um, burn. Byrne? No. Byrne. no. Uh, Niall Jones. No. Uh, David Larkin. No. 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 Barry Dardis? Yes. yes. As a goalkeeper, Seamus Mademo. No. No. Did he, no. He he was on it last year, wasn't he in the panel? Yeah. Just dropped yeah. yeah. off. It. Donald Lenehan. Yes. No. no not anymore. No. no, no he was, was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I I, I was yeah. probably going to say about last year's kind of team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been easier. Robbie McCarty is on the Dublin panel, <laughs> and uh, Bino Hanlon no. So throughout the whole team, you've got one. You've only got two players that uh, that are on the mid panel. You know, like is that that that's yeah. that's 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 a crazy kind of a stat as well. At the same time, you could you could make cases for Seamus Madigan was on last year. Uh, Don Lennihan yeah. was on last year. Uh, Colin Finn was on it not last year, year was before, he, it, was, yeah. it was the but, year before and like in
0: fairness I think if Kenny had any kind of year at all last year getting to knock it sides, you probably would see a Donald Keoghan maybe maybe mm, oh yeah. or but Colin Kills with yeah. Big or Glenn like Brennan or when, that, your, yeah. when your team yeah isn't just there mm. it's very hard for that player to it's do.
2: very hard to leave out someone like let's say Don Lenehan who got to the final and and uh, Let's say Kogan had yeah. every bit as good a year up till they got knocked out. Yeah. But then you'd say, Geez, don't Lennon, you said she's Don Lennon. And probably then. has
0: more in his shoulders playing for a Kenny than Lenahan does at done True. Yeah. True. Good
2: point.
1: Well, lads, that's, that's it. That's the Risman Blog uh, Teams of the Year for Junior, Intermediate, and Senior for two thousand and eighteen. Um, it was interesting. It ran on a good bit. The Senior team, especially, there was a little bit of uh, uh debate on some of the players and whatever. But again. I'm sure that this, this can only create more debates out there. If, if you're listening in and uh, you think that we skipped a player or missed a player um, or you agree with some of the players that maybe Brian Kelly picked, um, send us a tweet, get in contact with us on, on, on all of the social media or any on any of the social media platforms and uh, let us know what you think and uh, if there's anything else that you'd like for us to bring up on the podcast, let us know. Is there any other business, Brian? Have you anything else? No, that's it. And but uh, well, I resp- suppose just like to
0: congratulate the 16s who won the Jerry Riley and the Miners. They got their presentation night last Saturday night in Avonmount, so you had sixty eight players, sixty six players getting what, medals.
1: What was the Dunboyne under twenty team? Wasn't it? <laughs> 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 there are no more. <laughs> <laughs> was Jerry Robinson there at that presentation? You well go yeah, yeah, well done. I, I think then,
0: I think Ger was somewhere in a park
2: on Saturday night.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, he was just just cats.
2: before I go, I'd like to thank everyone. Um we had our fundraiser Saturday night for Hightower. I'd just like to thank everyone um who who came to the game, played in the game, came to the night, bought something in the auction, donated to the cause we were absolutely blown away by, you know, what we got and, and everything it just exceeded our wildest of expectations um, so I know speaking on behalf of Hightower and the lads in and we'd just like to thank everyone for, for their generosity
1: throughout the month and I was that was going to be my final thing I was going to congratulate yourself David and everybody else who was involved in making uh, all these Cheers, fundraisers are such a success it's been absolutely brilliant to see the way the Corton St. Dalton's, and all of Northmead mm-hmm. and all of Mead and all of the clubs around have uh, rallied behind Hightower and uh, got behind you in this fundraising. It was absolutely brilliant and well done to everybody involved. Cheers, uh, don't forget, mm, we've as we said, the fixture's coming up on Sunday. Uh, St. Dalton's Court are taking on a Ballon of in the Under-21B Championship Final. And that is the curtain raiser to the Under-21A Final between Fianna and St. Vincent's Mead are out the following weekend. Uh, or Sorry, uh, next Saturday, uh, it's Saturday evening at 6pm in Port Leash, that's against Leash in the O'Byrne Cup first round, and then the following week mead are out against Longford and that's going to be in Ashburn in round two of the O'Byrne Cup. The hurlers are out uh, next Sunday, the ninth, and that's Meade against Galair, that's in Newbridge. Remember we are meade why it matters now.